there's some right there. But all right. Cool. As you guys are seated, you're going to be getting these little half sheets. Um, freshmen, if you're new, we have uh, sermon notes because we really think that what we talk about here matters. Um, and there's something about writing things down that helps you have greater retention. And you could probably consult various scientists about that. But you pass those around. Uh, so you'll be getting some of these. We'll also pass out some, some pens. Maybe we'll just, sometimes you might get a highlighter or a pen that someone ate. And seriously, I don't know what happens to these. Like people, um, yeah, I just sent Will, but maybe if you want to pass some of these around. Um, we actually got new pens, and they might be coming. So when the new pens get here, a silent cheer in your heart, but not out loud. will be great. Uh, all right, how are you guys feeling? We're feeling pretty good. So... Raise your hand if you need a paper. Um, and the pens will be coming very soon. Um, so, hey, as we start out, our, our theme this summer on Sunday mornings, Adam's going to put it on the screen right now, our theme is origin stories, a hero in the making. I am so excited for this theme. I spend hours curating YouTube and just watching how people make superhero movies, how people make movies in general. I listen to directors and writers, and I love reading about character arcs and how characters are developed. And anyone else kind of nerd out on things like that? Cool. There, okay, seven people. Awesome. Cool. Oh, nine people. This makes me feel actually really good. Um, but this summer, we're really talking about stories. And here's what I want to promise you, is at the end of this summer, you are going to know your story, and you are going to be able to share your story with anyone. Okay, so at the end of this summer, by the end, you are going to know your story and be able to share that. And let me do another thing. In like 15 seconds or less, you'll be able to share your story. You might be like, whoa, is it, doesn't that have to be like a book? Like, I don't know, like 12 chapters long? 15 seconds or less, you're going to be able to share your story of what God is doing in your life. Um, I, really, I really love stories. I'm, I'm passionate about them. Actually, when someone tells a story, um, it releases like a chemical in your body, like oxytocin or something. And so like, if Adam were to tell me a story, Adam's, uh, he's, all, he's a senior guy counselor. He also does AV and stuff. Um, and if Adam tells me a story about how we were at Matt and Stephanie's wedding last night, and he tells me about, you know, just you know, that song that came on and just how we wanted to dance and... Um, there's something about that when he tells me a story, I start connected on an emotional level because there's something at the, at the depth of who you are that there's chemicals that actually connect you to someone. So stories are what connect us. Um, stories are also how we explain life. Like, I don't know, right now, if Audrey were to tell me about a huge fight that she got in with Emily, right? Or say there was a crazy fight, you guys all saw it, it didn't happen. I'm using them as an example because this would never happen. But say that Audrey and Emily got in a fight, what would you ask? You would ask them, you would ask, Audrey, what happened? And what would Audrey say? She would start to tell a story. Well, you know, Emily, she just, uh, she started pulling my hair out of nowhere and just threw me against the ground. Or, and then what would happen? And then you might go to Emily and you might say, Emily, I, I heard from Audrey that you just kind of laid her out and we're throwing her, and then Emily would say, she had a wasp in her hair and I was trying to just get it out. And so, and that story would help make sense of that story, right? 
If you're in a court of law, you have people who are telling different stories, and it helps you make decisions. Stories matter. Um, we connect through stories. We understand through stories. And so this summer, it's all going to be about your story. Um, but some of you might have this first lie, which you can write this down. You might think, I don't have a story. Maybe that's you. you may, I don't have a story. Psalm 139, I know you don't have your Bibles right now. We're not going to take time to bring them out. But if you want to start bringing your Bibles, that'd be awesome. Uh, we want to be a place where you can even see seniors. They have journals. They're taking notes. Um, but Psalm 139, it starts out where David, he says, God, you have searched me and you know me. And you, you might have not heard this part, but if you jump down to verse 13, listen to this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I need you to get this. Before you knew you had a story, God was writing a story for you. Before you had the ability to even think of a thought, God had a story for you. He was weaving something together. Um, before you had a mind, you were on God's mind. Before you could think a thought, God was thinking about you. Um, I, you know, we could kind of have a debate. We could go back and forth with my wife, and I could ask, who made the first move? And I really don't know really how that happened. I know I hit you with a Frisbee, and you have a scar, and it was love after that. Um, <laughs> but we can have a debate. Who made the first move? Um, and, and, uh, and honestly, I have no idea. But here's the thing. There is zero debate. When it comes to God and you, in your relationship with God, God made the first move. You didn't find him. You didn't, oh, I thought of this God and it's going to be great. You didn't, you didn't write it into existence. God found you when you didn't know him. Um, if we were to put those lyrics back on the screen, it says, before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. Did you ever like freak out at that line? Whoa. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. He is the one who did it. So you have a story. You have a story. So you might be like, oh my gosh, Joel just said I'm going to know my story. I don't know if I know if I have a story. God says you do have a story. God says he's writing a story. You also might say, um, my story is, what can we put here? My story is bad. My story sucks. My story is pain. You might think that in your life. Like, like I, I, you know what? I might have a story. But it, I don't know, that's, that's a pretty sad thing to tell. Captain Marvel lost her identity, didn't even know if her memories were true. Spider-Man lost his parents, his uncle was murdered, he's raised by his aunt. Superman is adopted after his home planet is destroyed and he's sent off in this little weird pod and whatever. Um, the Iron Man, his parents are both murdered. Hulk has anger issues, Luke Skywalker has daddy issues. If we look at scripture, we see it in superhero movies and we see it in, in, in the Bible. God only uses people with pain. God only uses people with messy stories. David, his mentor tried to kill him. <laughs> Could you imagine your counselor? Never mind. Um, Noah. <laughs> Bless you. Um, Noah. <laughs> Noah was bullied for what he thought was, uh, he was doing was right. Zacchaeus was a tax collector who was hated after he betrayed his own people. Uh, Paul hated Christians. Zacchaeus was dead. Okay. Lazarus was dead. Thank you. Um, Zacchaeus tax Um God only uses people with messy stories. So everyone just breathe in, breathe out. 
This morning, you probably, a lot of people in this room, I know a lot of us feel awkward. Um, we feel like maybe we're not known. We feel like maybe this morning you tried to make a couple jokes with people and you tried to like have conversations and like you just kind of blew it. Or maybe already today, you were already a, like a jerk to somebody. And maybe you're like, oh, I wanted to start summer great, and I'm finally going to be great and have awesome friendships and be a nice person, and like, you've already blown it up, right? Just in your moments of pain, in your moment of awkwardness, in the moment where you feel like things are going to crud, I just want us to realize, okay, in all those moments and all those feelings, in all that ickiness of your heart and your emotions, in all those moments, God is weaving something in that. Okay, so I'm feeling really awkward here. There's a lot of pain. I don't know who I am. People don't like me. But God, is, he's using this. He's weaving it. He's bringing it. And like, have you ever seen anybody weave anything? I have no idea how they do it or what's happening, right? Um, but you know that af afterwards, something beautiful comes of it, right? Your grandma's out there. She's weaving. Your mom's out there weaving and making something for a baby. And like, at the end, it's like, that's beautiful. But the process was like, I don't know, 15 hours on watching Netflix and weaving something. You don't know what it's going to be. Um, so even in your pain, God is working to weave a story, even when you don't see it. You might also say, um, and, and the, thing, the thing is, a lot of us, we try to avoid pain and awkwardness. I hate awkward TV shows so much. Uh, I'm not going to recommend this show, but we didn't have Wi-Fi for the past two weeks, week and a half. It was crazy. It was like the dark ages. Because uh, we just moved to Anaheim Hills. And Vicky and I didn't have Wi-Fi, and we, we bought DVDs to this thing called New Girl, um, which is, I don't recommend this TV show. Um, because you'll go watch it and be like, and I'm like yeah, I didn't say it was. Um, but I was watching it, and like, there's a, like, a lot of things that happen. And so literally what I do is I leave the room when awkward things happen. I time when I have to go to the bathroom. And Vicky, like, she started figuring out that Joel's not going to the bathroom seven times. During New Girl, he's just feeling really awkward when all these awkward things happen. Um, we try to avoid awkwardness and run from awkwardness, but I just want you to hear this. God is not like Joel. God does not run from your awkwardness. God is there. He's there in the pain and the awkwardness. Okay, you might say, number three, my story is boring. Well, you know, I haven't done a lot of drugs, and, you know, I haven't done black tar heroin, and I don't even know what that is. And I don't even know. And, um, you know, I've never murdered someone. Here's the thing. Sometimes at church, we bring up these people to give testimonies. And they're awesome, but they have, like, crazy tattoos, and they're like, I used to burn kittens, you know? All this stuff. Here's the thing. You might not have had, I burned kittens and, and kicked baby dogs. You might not have that as your story. Um, here's the thing. There was a survey. There was a survey taken at, federal, at, at a federal prison, and it, they surveyed all the inmates there, and they asked them, do you think you're a good person? And here's what I want you to hear. 80% of the people they interviewed said they thought they were a good person. It's like, do you know your address? Do you know where your mail is going? You're in prison. You're a felon. Like, do you, but you think you're a good person? And here's what I, I kind of think happens. If you're in prison, maybe you're in prison for like tax evasion, or I don't know, you ran over something. Um, but then you look to your cell to your left and your right, and there's somebody that's murdered someone. Or someone that's accused uh, uh, like, uh, of crazy things. And, and you might rationalize and say, hmm, I'm pretty good compared to the person that lit 12 cats on fire. You know, I, I know, I, I, know I, I stole from this, all, all these, these companies, but at least I'm not 
this person, right? We do this. Here's the thing. You might have the most powerful testimony in the room. Testimony just means to testify, to tell about something. You might have the most powerful story in the room if your story is this. You know what? I grew up in church. I never did anything dumb. You know what? I, I went to church, but really what I did is I went to church because I really wanted to be good. But at the end, I found out that being good wasn't good enough because being good isn't what it's about. Because I can be good, but I can't be righteous. And only Jesus is who makes me righteous. Like, isn't that a crazy, powerful testimony for someone to be like, oh, wow, you're a really goody-goody Christian. And you just say, you know what? You're right. I haven't done anything dumb. But I have realized that me being good, it was never enough. That story is powerful. And that story will speak to people. I've literally had people say, well, I think I need to go do a ton of dumb things so I have a really cool story. No. That's ridiculous. That, that is ridiculous. And, and some of you, you have a lot of crud in your story, and God is going to work to heal that. And he's going to use that. He's going to weave it to be an amazing tapestry so people can see his glory. Um, but just because you have a, what is called a boring story, it's boring to you. But for other people, when you talk about Jesus, and when you make Jesus the hero of your story, yeah, I was good, but I wasn't the hero because I realized being good wasn't good enough. He is the hero of the story. So um, this summer, we are going to be, here's what's going to happen. We're going to be pretty bold with this. All of your leaders at some point are going to meet with all of you. Okay, so they might grab coffee with you. They might have lunch with you. They might say, hey, after church, you know, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go hang out and then we're going to go see a movie. They might meet with you at camp, but they are going to help you kind of sort through your story. And really what you're going to come down to is this, um, just so I'll tell you what it's going to be. You're going to be thinking of three words for before you became a Christian or three words for before you put Christ first. And then you're going to end up thinking of three words for what life looked like after. And you might be like, I don't even think I have that story. Well, this can be the before. And at the end of the summer, it could start to be the after. Does that make sense? So that's just a preview. Um, that's what we're going to be doing this summer is trying to help you guys work through and write your story. Um, so at the end of the summer, you're going to have six words that you can share in 15 seconds. So you could say, before I put Christ first, it was all about me. I kind of listened to the flow of what anybody else wanted me to do. I was filled with anxiety. And you know, this summer, as I've, you know, I, I've started to put Christ first. And I feel like now it's not about me, it's about others. Now I have a community of people who support me and love me. And now I, I have a better relationship with my parents that I really had this, this frayed relationship with before. It'd be a 15-second thing, and at the end, someone could ask you, well, tell me more about that people-pleasing. And then you could tell them a lot about that, but they're going to ask that question to initiate it. Um, so, those are the lies. This is the truth. Your origin story doesn't have to be your only story. Because the way your story begins is not the way it has to end. So this morning, you might feel incomplete and awkward. And that's okay. God is working a story. Um, and just the way it started this morning, you might be like, I don't even want to come back to high school group. The way your story began is not the way it has to end. Don't check out. Dude, what if you were to check out like five minutes into the first Iron Man? Uh, dude, don't, don't check out of something that's happening that's good. So here, here's the deal. I'm giving you five tips to starting a better, um, to writing a better story this summer. You guys ready? All right. Cool. First thing, invest. You can write Invest. This means you need to put something into high school group. Go all in. This is your church. Freshmen, this is your youth group. You don't need to wait until some other day in the future when you finally become worthy of, I don't know, any. No, this is yours. This is your place. Um, 
yeah, this is, these are your relationships. And so I just encourage you to invest, which means show up. Be here. I know a lot of people have, have summer vacations and stuff your parents are doing. Be here as much as you can. Be committed to, to being here. Um, and just to let you know, here's what's going to happen. If you miss two weeks of high school group, you will come back and you will feel out of place and awkward because people had a lot of memories and experiences. And often people say, well, that community just wasn't welcoming. Because, and really what I, what I want to tell you there is you need 10 hours of shared experiences to feel at home again. Okay, and for some of you it might be quicker, but if you feel awkward and out of place because you haven't been here in a while, you need to come back and be committed to coming because it's going to be awkward. They say if you miss two weeks of church, there's a 15% chance you'll go back the third week. So just um, know even if it's awkward, keep pushing through, invest, be here. Second thing, initiate. Well, you know, no one came up and talked to me. And no one really asked me how I was doing. And no one really cares about me. And, and I just... Guys, be the person that you wish someone would be for you. Walk across the room. Talk to somebody. Stop looking at your navel. Oh, it's all about me. It's me, me. Look at other... Navel gazing. Navel is your belly button. All right. um, look at other people. How can you be welcoming? Uh, we have a phrase here, right? Be the thermostat, not the thermometer. Set the temperature for community. Set the temperature for what it looks like. Don't just reflect what it is in the room. Well, if they're not into it, and if my class isn't into it, I'm not going to be into it. No, you be the first person. You be the one that's going to step up. Uh, third thing, ask. Be open to learning. You do not have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. So this is a place where you can ask questions, where you can talk to counselors, where you can just say, you know what, I'm just super confused. I don't even know what, what Joel was talking about at all. It's okay to ask. Um, fourth thing, stretch. Everyone say stretch. stretch. Don't do what is only comfortable. On the other side of discomfort is growth. On the other side of pain is growth. So if something feels awkward and uncomfortable, it might be because there's something in your shoe, but it also could be something that God wants you to do. That rhymed. Amazing. Dr. Shoes. <laughs> um, so stretch. Stretch yourself in your faith. Bring your Bible to high school. Bring your journal. I don't care what you did last year. Okay, God's grace is new every morning. What I want you to hear is, I don't care if you didn't go to church last year. I don't care if you weren't engaged with your faith last year. I don't care if you didn't read the Bible yesterday. Today is a brand new day. Let's start now and seek him together this summer. Stretch. Um, the last thing is reflect. I really believe you could have really cool experiences, but if you don't talk about them, then they leak out your brain. This is just what happens. Let your personal study, prayer life, relationships process through the things that God is doing. So talk about God with, in your friends, with your friend groups, right? Um, journal about the things that God is teaching you. Write a sentence a day this summer um, to, to help process through um, what's going on. So invest, initiate, ask, stretch, reflect. The decision you make today from this point will determine the stories that you tell tomorrow. All right, so you, maybe you're not satisfied with your origin story. You don't have a story. Your story is painful. Your story is boring. Well, I disagree with those things, but I want to tell you this. this. The story that you write tomorrow is going to be determined by, am I going to initiate? Am I going to invest? Am I going to ask? Am I going to be here and stretch and reflect? Am I going to do that? You guys ready? Yeah? yeah? yeah. Cool. Um, so here, here's, here's one thing that I, I do want you to do. Um, just as an exercise of beginning to write your story, I want you to take a couple minutes, and on the back, there is a comic strip. 
and it says, my church's, my church origin story. So I want you to take um, as many of these squares as you want. Maybe you can draw a little stick figure and write about how you came to church. Not this morning, not literally how you came, but how did you start getting plugged in to church? Um, so right now you're going to take a couple minutes. Um, don't talk to anybody else around you and go ahead and write that. Ready? Three, two, one, go. I guess might still be writing, but just to, again, I think that if we don't reflect, then we, like, lose the stuff that we talk about. So um, I just want to invite you to turn to, like, two or three people next to you. I do want to invite, if you're a senior and you want to go maybe meet one of the freshmen, you can go ask them to, to share what's that, um, what's that comic strip for how they came to church. So let's break into little groups. Ready, go. Find some freshmen. 